Miami Dolphins 2023 Prospect Spotlight Series continues with Wisconsin offensive lineman Joe Tipman. Who he is, how he fits, and where the Dolphins may be able to land him in the 2023 NFL Draft. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I am Kyle Krabs, your host, the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino, podcast dedicated to team building across the entirety of the NFL. It's your team every day. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Special shout out to our everydayers who are dialed in on a daily basis. want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first and in this case, also your second Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan Kyle Krabs here. And today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Locked on today to get 10% off your first month. Today on the show... Finishing up some offensive linemen. We did Nick Saldaveri from Old Dominion this morning. We have Joe Tipman coming up now. And later today, we have Cody Mauch, the offensive lineman from North Dakota State. So if you like the big uglies, you picked the right Monday to come on through Locked on Dolphins. Hit subscribe. Follow along. Joe Tipman from Wisconsin is our latest subject, and he's another one of these players who is going to invoke the discussion and the debate and the hypotheticals for Miami of moving players and moving spots. And I think that was the hardest thing that I grappled with with Joe Tipman. but I'll put the cart before the horse here, and I'll tell you, this is a top three graded interior offensive lineman for me in this class. I really like his game. But the question you have to ask yourself is, are you comfortable projecting him to play guard? Or are you comfortable with moving Connor Williams back from guard and resetting the deck with whoever is responsible for the calls at the line of scrimmage not being the guy who did it last year? When the entire conversation around your offense getting better as things currently stand from a personnel standpoint is year two of the system, familiarity with the system. I don't have that answer right? But I can tell you that was the thing that I grappled with the most as I'm going to sit here and set the set the deck, set the table, set the deck, set the tech, and tell you about who Joe Tipman is. Joe Tipman's a two-year starter from the University of Wisconsin. And if you know anything about Wisconsin, they really know how to get you dialed in to play offensive line at the NFL level. This is one of the more impressive NFL pipelines, them, Iowa, uh, are, are probably two of the tops as things currently stand. Here's what you need to know about who Joe Tipman is. He was a four-star recruit by 247 Sports, three-star recruit from ESPN and Rivals. So this is a pretty highly prized recruit. He was Indiana's Mr. Football offensive lineman as a senior. Uh, he was declared as a top 50 player in the state as a junior and a senior. Uh, he played two ways. In the high school ranks, uh, he cred was credited with 102 pancake blocks on the offensive line. This is according to his Wisconsin bio page. 102 pancake blocks, blocks on the offensive line while simultaneously putting up 41 tackles and three sacks as a senior. 
So really, really impressive football pedigree. Declares to Wisconsin. Redshirts his true freshman season in 2019. Was on the fringe, got fringe playing time during the COVID season in 2020. Took over as the starting center in 2021. Played in 11 games, 10 starts, and then played all 12 games for Wisconsin this past year. So he's a 22-game starter at, at center for the Wisconsin Badgers. A two-year sample size is plenty to get an idea for who you are as a player. And who you are as a player when you are Joe Tipman is one of the more impressive physical profiles of centers that, that we've seen in recent memory. Uh, he did not test at the NFL Combine with a hamstring issue. But we do have a size profile here, and the size profile is impressive. Six foot six, 313 pounds for a big center, or for a center, that you're a big boy at center at 6'6", 313. Some other centers who have come through in recent memory of that stature would be Josh Myers, who was drafted in the second round by the Green Bay Packers out of Ohio State. Ethan Posich from LSU, uh, who has gone on to become a successful starter, originally in Seattle, I believe, uh, now in Cleveland. I think that, that was the right progression of teams for him, but 2017. Uh, Landon Dickerson, another second-round pick. And Posich was a mid-round pick as well. John St. Clair, going all the way back to 2000 for, for some of the old heads like myself here. So you have a number of significant investments at the center position when you just automatically qualify as being 97th percentile for height. He's one of the biggest centers since 1999. 313 pounds is 88th percentile for weight. 50th percentile for arm length, not that it really matters. And to give you a testament on how broad his frame is, 50th percentile arm length, but 80th percentile wingspan. A very large area of influence for Joe Tipman, and it's it's evident immediately when you watch him on tape. And Wisconsin's always been that offensive lineman that just has, like, big hog molly at left tackle, big hog molly at left guard, big hog molly at center, big hog molly at right ta- guard, and big hog molly at right tackle. They are consistently one of the most dense offensive lines in college football. And he follows that pedigree to a T. So the question is for the Dolphins, is more mass going to help solve your problems? Your lack of consistency? Because you do think about Connor Williams, who's not the biggest guy. You do think about Liam Eikenberg, who's not the biggest guy. Well, you think about what you have with with Robert Hunt, You've got a big-bodied player there. Is size going to matter if you can match it, match it, and mesh it with a certain level of functional athleticism? Will that move the needle for your desire and need to be better with more consistency in the run game? I can't answer that question, but that's, again, part of the selling point and the number of questions that needs to be answered for the Dolphins as it pertains to Joe Tipman, the NFL draft prospect. We're going to talk about how he fits within the Dolphins scheme next here on Locked On Dolphins. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing, evolving, and changing Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way that we do until we talk things through. 
BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suit your schedule. You can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash on. If you're also looking to deepen your, your network and opportunities to talk about the Dolphins, consider this your invitation to sign up for the Dolphins subtext where you can text directly with me. I had some really fun conversations over the weekend with those who have signed up for the subtext. Uh, You get the first two weeks free. Find out if it's for you, and then you can cancel at any point in those two weeks for no charge. If you don't like it, if you do like it, it's a couple bucks a month. You could text DOLPHINS to 305-419-3924 to sign up, get access to some of the -the behind-the-scenes stuff that I'm doing, my database for the draft that I'm sharing with everybody that we're going to bring out on Thursday for everybody to take a look at. Uh, also the five-year salary cap table, my roster assessment of every player on the roster for the Dolphins, ask me questions about the show, whatever you guys want to talk about with me personally and have a direct line of communication with me, the subtext is the way to go. So text Dolphins to 305-419-3924, get the first two weeks free, find out if it's for you, as we continue to find out if Joe Tipman is for us and us being the Dolphins here. I have my notes up on observations that I made on tape. And I think the first thing that I identified with Joe Tipman is the run game capabilities are highly, highly effective. For a big center, his ability to unload and move and create displacement in the run game, which you would expect for Wisconsin because they can't throw the ball to save their lives. But the movement in the run game really moves the needle is something that the Dolphins do not have. You know, and and I don't feel like you are sacrificing too much functional athleticism in the middle. I think that's the biggest sell. When you compare him to John Michael Schmitz, who we did yesterday on the show on Sunday, Michael Schmitz, wrestling background, much more of a manipulator with his hands, leveraging gaps. Tipman has more push and oomph and power in my mind. And and you would expect that because he's 10, 15 pounds heavier as a player than what John Michael Schmitz is. So when you see him create that first punch and create that initial movement and displacement and then convert that and have the athleticism to stick on that block, that's the first thing that pops with Tipman. Now, I do think there is some give and take Uh, For as good as he is in the run game, I think there are some moments and lapses in pass protection that didn't give me the warm and fuzzies. I would probably be confident to say that. There were instances in which there were twists in games where two or three defensive linemen and defenders are exchanging their gaps and twisting and exchanging and looping and delayed pressure. And in some of those instances, I thought you saw Joe Tipman kind of lose his lower half, leave his legs behind him, where he'd get into his stance and he's not covered up at the snap, so he automatically knows, okay, I'm going to step in one direction and see if the backer comes, and then I'm going to help 
provide the wall for the guard to whichever side I'm stepping to and look for work. And if the defensive end to that side looped back around and came up the A-gap, or if that linebacker delayed and then started to drop but then was on a delayed pressure and came, once he committed to kind of setting the wall, the reactiveness in which he was able to slide his feet and properly frame and get in front of a pressure player coming late through an A-gap I thought was not a strength where he'd leave his feet behind and he would lean and he'd get over there, but he wouldn't get his legs in front of him, so he wouldn't totally really cut the block off. So it's an area of improvement, but I don't think it's a physical limitation that would be a hindrance to him ever fixing the problem. It's just a fundamental technique repair or, or thing that needs to be addressed. The other thing that I, I think for Tipman, especially when he's going against dynamic gap penetrators, is I don't think he is the most quick twitch. And I, I, I wouldn't call him quick twitch in the same way that I wouldn't call John Michael Schmitz quick twitch. I don't think it's problematic. But when you're six foot six and you're not necessarily quick twitch and you're playing center, if you're dealing with eager and effective first step defenders in the A gap, you really got to mind your P's and Q's, right? Like your, your punch timing's really got to be strong, particularly what if, what if you're a right-handed snapper and that, that defender's lined up on your right shoulder. You're going to have to be able to get your hand across your frame and get set up and then slide your feet, make sure that you're out of, your, out of the blocks clean. And you as a six-foot-six player, you have anatomically longer levers. That takes longer to do than a more condensed player. And again, I'm, I'm kind of focusing on questions that I have with Tipman, not because I don't like Joe Tipman. As I said earlier in the show, this is my third-rated interior offensive lineman in the class, and I'm, I'm done the grades. I had to put paddle in metal. We're going to get at least one more show in with Cody Mauch today, and then we're probably going to do the, the recap show after that because we'll have covered my top four options for the Dolphins as realistic options at pick 51. And then from that point, we're doing safeties, we're going to have some miscellaneous players. I got to go over the whole board. I ended up, I'm, I'm going to have like 85, 90 players. I said I was going to do 75. Like, that's how my weekend went, was watching players. But it's it's pedal in the metal time. It's draft week. So for Tipman, you have, a, I, I think, a much more consistent presence in the run game. I think you have more consistent movement. I think you do have a player with high football IQ. I think you got really heavy hands on this player. I think he does look for work well. But his reactiveness in some of those instances as a big center, that's where I think the projection to guard might be healthier for him. Because again, this is a 315-pound player at six foot six. I'd have a little bit more comfort knowing that you're installing that without the responsibilities of having to snap and having to diagnose, and you're getting him in, in instances in which he's covered up much more frequently and he has natural bumpers on both sides of him, where if he's at center and he's going to step to the left, what happens if it's, it's six-man protection and the back is responsible for the linebacker and the running back steps up in the other A-gap and now you have uneven levels because your guard is stepping out to the right. 
And now you have this vacancy next to you versus if you are playing at guard, much more frequently you have a firm bumper on either side of you to put you in the box and alleviate the question. So that's why I spent the time on the questions that I have with Joe Tittman, not because I don't like Joe Tittman, but because I think relative to some of the other players that we've done, whether it's Sal DeVere at guard and tackle or John Michael Schmitz at guard and center, I definitively think if you're going to project Joe Tittman to this offense, he's a guard. He'd be your left guard. And again, the physical potential here, it's a very definitive upgrade in the run game. Where does this player get drafted? That's the magic question. That's the question we're going to finish with here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Tittman, for me, graded out as an 83.3 out of 100 points. Steve Avila was an 84.1. John Michael Schmitz was an 84.8. Tittman, 83.3, third-ranked interior offensive lineman in this class. Amongst offensive linemen in general, now you're going to put me to the test and you're going to do the math. One, two, three, four. Five tackles scored higher than he did. So this is your eighth offensive lineman. That math wasn't bad, I'm going to be honest. Eighth-ranked offensive lineman, but predictively across the league, there's some buzz that this might be the number one center in the class. And if that's the case, Tipman feels more likely to be a would-be trade-up candidate. And I think that's where the numbers get hard for Tipman being a Dolphin. Is if you have to trade up for an interior offensive lineman who you're going to be changing their position or you're going to be putting a new signal caller at the center position in your offense, it's a hard sell. Um, if he slides to 51, I think he's a no-brainer type of, of selection. The players that he's in the same stratosphere as from a grades perspective for players that I've graded includes Mozzie Smith, Steve Avila, Diane Henley, Michael Mayer, Joe Tippmann. He's in, he's in that stratosphere of players. He's a no-brainer if he's on the board at 51. The, the challenge for Joe Tippmann to reach you is you need other teams to covet other skill sets. And you need teams to not prioritize the center position. If that manifests, I think there's a reasonable chance Tippmann gets here. Or all you need is one center to go in front of him. Is somebody like John Michael Schmitz more than Joe Tippmann? Is somebody going to covet the senior bowl exposure with John Michael Schmitz? I feel pretty good about whoever the second center is being an option for the Dolphins. I don't feel great about the first center. And because of the expectation of Tippmann being a younger player, being a bigger player, having more raw power in his game, I'd probably lean to the probability that Joe Tippmann is going to be coveted first as compared to John Michael Schmitz. But if that's not the case, this is absolutely a player that I see a lot of appeal with, who I absolutely think would make a lot of sense for the Dolphins with the asterisk there. I'm playing him at left guard. I hope you will keep Locked on Dolphins in play for the rest of your week. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Network. 
Appreciate you guys for checking out the show. You can find us again on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. We got Cody March coming later today, so plan accordingly. Fins up. Keep it locked in. I'll talk to you all again soon. Make it a great rest of your afternoon. Talk to you soon. Peace.